so we're, we're going to start. Um, last week I said that we had uh, a new series that we were going to be starting. Um, and uh, it was a mini-series uh, amidst our series in the book of John. We're still going through John, uh, guys. We, we've just been in John now 34 weeks. Uh, and so we're taking another break. Uh, because we say we take a break every, every few sections of week. Uh, where we're getting ready to dive into chapter 14. Uh, the end of chapter 13 was a good breaking point for us. So we're taking a break from John uh, for the time being. Last week we talked uh, about some current events in our, in our sermon that was titled Love Wins. Uh, we looked at what God uh, has to say about uh, sexuality and marriage. Uh, and so tonight what we're going to do is I thought it was a good springboard. I actually didn't think about it a whole lot. But last week as I was preaching, I said, hey, we're going to do a series on doctrine. Uh, I just said it. So I've got to follow through with it. Uh, and so we're going to be studying doctrine tonight. We're going to be doing things a little bit different. Um, if you've been at Ecclesia in the last year, you probably haven't seen me use a whiteboard. Uh, but I used to whiteboard it like it was going out of style about two, two years ago or so. I, I was a whiteboard machine, and I kind of like the whiteboard. And so we're going to bust out the whiteboard again today uh, and do some writing and do some talking and some discussion. So tonight, guys... Uh, this is going to be a little bit different than your normal Tuesday night sermon. You're not going to just listen to me talk for an hour. Uh, what we're going to do is I want to hear from you guys. Uh, we're going to have some discussion and some dialogue. There's going to be opportunities for you guys to ask questions. Uh, but we're going to just really break down uh, what we believe uh, and why we believe what we believe. And so our sermon tonight, guys, is titled Creed, if you're taking notes, with the subtitle uh, Doctrinal Beliefs. And the question we're going to be answering is why we believe what we believe. And so uh, before I ask you what you believe, uh, I want to hear some ideas from you guys. Uh, and you got to speak loud because we're recording. And so when I say, hey, what is doctrine? And you raise your hand, you're like, hey, this is what I think doctrine is. Uh, say it a little bit loud uh, so everyone can hear and we'll have some discussion and whatnot. So what we're going to do is uh, I have the question already up here. What is doctrine? And so I'm going to just invite you uh, to shoot out some answers. This isn't elementary school. This isn't middle school or high school uh, or even college. You don't have to raise your hand. Just feel free to shoot it out. The question is, what is doctrine? What is held to be true? Okay. What is held to be true? Keep going. Core beliefs. Set of beliefs held or taught by a church. <laughs> that's not fair because that's actually on my. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice work. Okay, who else? Who else? Core beliefs. That's already up there, Aaron. I don't oh, see core. Oh, I do see core. Sorry, my O ended up on the inside of my C. Yeah, oh, there we go. All right, all right. My bad, my bad. Uh, someone else got something. No? Okay, man, this is really easy. All right, the next question is um, what is. Uh, what is truth? What is truth? Absolute fact. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what are some other things? How would you define truth? Honesty. Honesty. There we go. I like it. There is only one. Okay. Okay. What else we got? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, third year intern Aaron. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, what else is true? What is true? 
Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, guys, what's true? Come on, like, like, I mean, these are good, but, but I know y'all have an opinion. I know. The answer to false. The answer to false. Uh, okay, okay, John. Undeniable whether you agree with it or not. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. These are all good. Uh, that was just to get my wrist ready because um, we're going to do a little bit more writing tonight. Uh, doctrine, guys, according to Merriam-Webster, says a belief or a set of beliefs held or taught by a church. Uh, thanks, Alex. You're the man. Uh, a political party or uh, another group. Uh, its synonyms happen to be one of them is creed. Uh, so we're going to look at what creed means. Does anyone know what creed means? You know what Creed means? No, it's not a really awesome soft rock band from uh, the 90s. Uh, Creed was good. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, since we're on the topic in this discussion, greatest Creed song. Does it, how many of y'all know who Creed is, right? Okay, y'all, okay. Oh, man, oh, man. Okay, okay. All right, never mind. Not, we're, we're not going with greatest Creed song. Uh, what, is, what is Creed? If you were to hear Creed. Something we live by. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, something to live by. Statement. Statement I heard. I heard someone say Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I like it. Assassin's apostles, they're all the same. Uh, no, they're really not. They're uh, theological assassins. There we go. Uh, good times, good times. Uh, no, this is what this is what the dictionary has to say about Creed. It is a formal statement of beliefs. Uh, it is the formal system or way of doing uh, a specific religion. We're going to look, guys, tonight uh, at what God's Word has to say uh, about what it means to truly be a follower of Christ uh, and what it means to believe uh, in Christianity. Uh, the Bible says there's only one way. Uh, and that is through Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. This is Jesus. And so Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. But because we're human and we just mess up all the time, God has given us some very real truths in his word that we are to live by. Uh, and we live in a society and a culture that uh, doesn't believe in absolutes. Uh, what's good for you might be not good for me. What's bad for you might be great for me. So just do whatever you want. The reality is uh, there is an absolute truth. There is one truth, uh, and it is found in God's Word. And so God's Word uh, points us uh, in the way that we are to live, the way we are to conduct our lives. And so when it comes to being a Christian, uh, the question could be asked, uh, are you a Christian? And I think uh, probably by the fact that you're in this room, uh, the answer is probably yes. So what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? That's a question I want to ask you guys, uh, and, and I'm going to use a different color. I'm going to use red to, right now. Uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, that's great, that's great. So follow JC. What, what does it mean to be a Christian? Love God, love people. Okay, love God, slash peeps. All right, uh, Christ-like. Okay, very good. Okay. 
Okay, awesome. What else? What else does it mean to be a Christian? Believing in the Bible church. Okay, okay. Uh, also, to preach the Bible. What's that? Grab your dad guy and say Bill Christ. Oh, okay. Same thing. Good. What's that? To preach the Bible? Preach. Solid. Okay. What else? What else? What does it mean to be a Christian? Anyone else got anything? All right, well, I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, and we're going to talk. We're going to touch on some of those tonight. Um, the question, and, and and guys, I think the reason why we're going over this tonight uh, is is multifaceted. Um, I think it's good for us to know why we believe what we believe. Uh, one, just for ourselves, uh, so, so so that we can know uh, that hey, you know what? I believe, and now I have fact for why I believe, so I can be strengthened in my own faith. But but I also believe. That uh, God's word tells us it's good to know why we believe what we believe, uh, so that we can be able to give an answer for the hope that we have, uh, to give a defense when people ask us about, oh, well, why are you a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? Uh, because the world has many different labels, and in the church there's many different labels and there's many different ways to define them. So I want to hear from you guys tonight, uh, and we're going to talk and we're going to look at uh, some different doctrines uh, that we believe as the church. Uh, are, are universal to the church, and I think uh, it's a good opportunity for us to really grow uh, and be strengthened in what we know and maybe learn something new. But before we go any further, uh, I just want to pray, and then we're going to dive in. So, dear God, we just uh, we thank you, uh, God, for the opportunity we have to study your word. Uh, God, we thank you for the opportunity we have to talk and to dialogue, uh, God, just about the things of your word. And God, I pray that tonight, uh, God, as we look at uh, doctrine, as we look at uh, creeds, God, as we look at uh, some just core values uh, and core beliefs, uh, some fundamental truths of what it means to be a follower of Christ. God, I pray that each and every single one of us would grow. God, that we would walk away from this place changed by the power of your word. Uh, God, that, that your word uh, would wash us and renew us. Uh, God, that it would just speak to us. Uh, God, and we would walk away from this place with a greater understanding uh, of who you are, uh, God, and why you are who you say you are, uh, God, and that we would just have a greater love for you. So, God, we thank you, and we praise you in your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Um, so, the next question I was going to ask, and I've already heard answers for it, so this is okay. I was going to ask you guys, hey, give me an example of a few creeds. Uh, I heard Assassin's Creed. Cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I heard a rumor uh, that there's a movie coming out in 2016, an Assassin's Creed live-action movie. So if you are a fan of the video game, uh, I know the last one had some glitches, but the new one's looking pretty good. Uh, hey, Assassin's Creed. Uh, but that's not a real thing. Uh, but there is a real creed, uh, and it is a creed uh, known to the church as the Apostles' Creed. Uh, and we're going to look real quick at the history of the Apostles' Creed, where the Apostles' Creed comes from. What are its roots? Uh, and, and we're going to then break down what the Apostles' Creed has to say uh, and what it has to mean to us today. So when looking at the Apostles' Creed, and this is okay for you guys to take notes uh, because uh, someone might ask you, hey, uh, why do you believe what you believe? And then you give them an answer and say, well, has that always been what Christianity has taught? Uh, because uh, that is a very real question that people ask all the time. 
um, in the in the area of uh, textual criticism uh, of the Bible and, and of a liberal approach to looking at Christian theology, uh, people and scholars and, and, and people who listen to scholars and, and uh, watch the History Channel and whatnot, uh, they'll have questions about uh, the origins of Christianity, uh, how Christianity was formed, what Christianity was originally taught, what theologies were originally taught, uh, and many of them will say that what we believe and know today is not what Christianity originally was. Take what uh, they say with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Take what the, uh, they say with a grain of salt. Because here's the reality. Uh, they, they have a lot of evidence. They have a lot of facts backing this up saying, oh, so well, look at this. Well, Alex is the man. <laughs> I got to be honest. When, when, when I hear people start talking this way, uh, I get kind of frustrated, and I get just like Alex is. And uh, uh, I, I think it was a few months ago. Um, my computer's making noises. I, I think it was a few months ago we were talking about uh, just the authenticity of God's word, and how some people will say, "Yeah, well, you know, the New Testament wasn't written until 300 years after the fact." And I like got like super frustrated up here. Does anyone remember that? Like, I think I said, "If you believe that, you're an idiot." Uh, and I said that, and then I felt really bad afterwards. Uh, but then I really didn't feel bad uh, because, well, do your homework and. You find out it's not but uh, uh, that aside from the fact there's going to be people who who question the validity of what you believe and why you believe what you believe and they're going to say this is not what Jesus taught this is not uh, what the apostles believe this is not what the early church believed uh, and they're going to try and tell you their own idea of what the early church believes uh, but we're going to look at what the early church believes because I think that's a pretty good place to start um, so if you have your Bibles turn with me to Acts Acts is a great book uh, it is the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, it is the continuation uh, of something that Jesus established called the church. Uh, Jesus established the church, and, and, and then he ascended into heaven. And he said, tarry here in Jerusalem and wait for the promise uh, of the Father. This is the Holy Spirit. He says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses uh, to this world. You will be my witnesses. And so we as followers of Christ are to be I heard some person say evangelize and make disciples. And so, very good. Um, turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter, uh, Acts chapter 2. We're going to be in verse, uh, really verse 40 through 47. Uh, we have a group of young men uh, who meet every Monday. Uh, and it's open not just to men. It's open to young ladies as well. Uh, feel free, if you're not doing anything on a Monday morning, you don't work or whatnot, uh, feel free to come hang out. Uh, at Starbucks on 146 and Misty Way because uh, we have a really awesome life group that meets and we just talk about God. We talk about God's Word uh, and what it means to our life. Raise your hand if you've ever been to Multiply on a Monday. Okay, so there's, so there's a few of us in the room. Uh, it's beast mode. It's fun. And you guys definitely want to come. Uh, so definitely be there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm making the plug because I lead that life group and I think it's cool because Aaron's life group's bigger than mine. So uh, uh, thanks, Aaron. Uh, it is at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Uh, so, this is what it says. Uh, I heard Bree say something to Aaron about, because he's what, better? Than... <laughs> That's awesome, guys. You guys got your Bibles? Let me see your Bibles. I want to see your Bibles. Uh, we're a lot more just interactive tonight, guys. I like being interactive. Uh, this is what it says in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 40. It says this, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved, for this is a perverse generation. And then those... Uh, who gladly received his word, were baptized. And that day there were 3,000 souls added to them. 
And they continued steadfastly, and this is the really important verse I want us to focus on. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And then fear, or awe, came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among themselves for anyone who had need. And so continuing daily in one accord in the temple, and in the breaking of bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity and heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church those who were being saved. So the question is, uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? What is, is there a definition of what it means to be a Christian that goes beyond being a follower of Christ? Um, on the one hand, no. Uh, because to be a follower of Christ uh, means that you're going to be a Christian. And so you can say, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ. But then what exactly does that mean? Because some people, uh, maybe people you've talked to, maybe yourself, uh, have either been this way or are still this way. Uh, you say, I'm a Christian, I follow Christ, um, but what do you do with the rest of your life? Does the rest of your life look like someone who's following Christ? I've heard people... Uh, just doing ministry uh, on the streets of Portland and doing uh, ministry in Europe. Uh, I, I've heard people, when asked, hey, are you a Christian? They say yes. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then they go on to clarify what Christian means to them uh, and how they do not believe uh, in organized religion. They do not believe uh, in a church. They do not believe... Uh, that Jesus is the only way. They just think he's a good way, and so they're going to follow him, and they're going to be like, hey, you know what? I'll identify as a Christian. Uh, and, and then they go down all this other like weird things that I don't even understand, um, but there's, there, there's not a uniform. This is what it means to be a follower of Christ uh, in their mind. But the reality is there is a uniform set of beliefs uh, that the church has hold, held for nearly 2,000 years, and we're going to break down what those are uh, tonight. Uh, the first um, really breakdown of what it means uh, to be a follower of Christ we can see throughout the entire New Testament of the Bible. Uh, what did the church do? Acts chapter 2, verse 42 breaks that down. They followed the apostles' doctrine and teaching, which was uh, what became the New Testament. Uh, they broke bread one with another. They had fellowship, and they prayed. Um, so, now let's take a step after uh, the Bible. We're going to go into the second century of Christianity. How did they take what they had learned? How did they take the Apostles' Doctrine uh, and apply it to their lives? Uh, well, the church began to grow, and there were those who were leaders uh, who had been disciples of the disciples of Jesus, and they began to teach in churches, and, and we know uh, the names of many of them. We have survived the, the, the letters that they wrote to churches, just like the disciples and the Apostles did. Guys like uh, Ignatius of Antioch, uh, guys like Papias of Heriopolis, and the, uh, just some really, really cool dudes. Uh, Polycarp uh, of Smyrna. How would you like to be named Polycarp? I think that's a pretty cool name. Uh, just some other really cool guys. Clement uh, of Rome. Uh, Hermas, who was a, who was a disciple uh, of the disciples. And so just some really cool guys, and they wrote down some things. Uh, and we have, uh, in history... Uh, a document that has survived uh, for nearly 1900 years. And this is uh, known to historians and, and, and the theologians and uh, people who study early Christianity. It's known as the Old Roman Symbol. Um, it's not actually a symbol or anything. Uh, it's it's uh, actually symbol is just another name for creed. 
So this is the old Roman creed, and it says this. This is from uh, the first half of the second century. So we're talking within about 100 years or so of Jesus and his teaching. We have an established, this is uh, a set of beliefs uh, and rules of faith and conduct for the church that is spread throughout now the entire known world. You see at this point in the, in the first half of the second century, they didn't have a full complete Bible the way we have it today. Uh, they didn't have the New Testament in its final form. Uh, they didn't have that for another 200 years or so uh, in form put together. It was written and it was circulated, uh, but it wasn't actually officially canonized and said this is the Holy Scriptures. They believed they were Holy Scriptures, but they didn't have a whole Bible like we have today. So uh, they had uh, these rules of faith and conduct that would go around, and this was published and then sent to all the churches. And it says, if you are a follower of Christ, these are the things you believe and these are the things that you do. So our earliest known uh, manuscript says this. Uh, and this is a, translate, uh, a translation from uh, the Greek to the Latin to the English. So maybe a few of the the things are a little bit uh, lost in meaning, uh, but for the most part, this is what it says. It says, I believe in God the Father, the Almighty, uh, and in Christ Jesus, His only Son, our Lord, who was born from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, who under Pontius Pilate was crucified and buried, and on the third day rose again from the dead and uh, ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, whence he will come to judge the living and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in the Holy Church, I believe in the remission of sin, and the resurrection of the flesh, and in life everlasting. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Okay. Uh, that was the groundwork and the roots for what became uh, something that was known as the Nicene Creed. Anyone ever heard of the Nicene Creed before? Okay, so this is what the Nicene Creed says. I'm going to scroll to it real quick. Uh, pretty close to the same, so I want you to listen to uh, some, some similarities. This is what the Nicene Creed says. It says this, We believe, we being the church, we believe in God, one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all the worlds, the light of light, the very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost and the Virgin Mary and was made man. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate and suffered and was buried, and on the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. From thence he shall come with glory to judge uh, the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And in the Holy Ghost we believe, the Lord and the giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, uh, whom speaks, uh, or by whom the prophets spoke. And in one holy church uh, we acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look at the resurrection, uh, or we look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world that is to come. Amen. Uh, so, uh, that became uh, the kind of normal rule of, of what we believe uh, as the church. But that was full of a lot of words, and I said, hey, we're going to break this down a little bit more. We're going to make it a little bit easier to understand uh, for folks. So they break it down, uh, and we have what is known as the Apostles' 
Creed, uh, which I heard someone say, and we're going to look at what the Apostles' Creed has to say. This is universally accepted uh, in Christian churches even still to this day. This is what it says. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again, and he ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge both the living and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Church. I believe in the communion or the fellowship of the saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body and in life everlasting. Amen. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. As, as this is what the church believes. This is what uh, it means to be a follower of Christ. You believe these things. Um, then uh, there were still some debates uh, about what this actually means. What does this mean? Like, how do we uh, constitute uh, what it means to truly be a follower of Christ uh, to um, the entire church? Because at this time, during the 4th century, uh, there were churches that believed very much in God the Father, very much in Jesus, and very much in the Holy Spirit, but did not believe uh, that they were three in one. They did not believe uh, that they were uh, one God, but rather uh, one God Almighty, and then some sub-gods, or demi-gods per se. Uh, they lived in Rome, that was a common belief. And so uh, a guy by the name of Athanasius, he was from Alexandria, came along, uh, and he broke down in a creed that is super long and super wordy. I read it to the interns today as we were looking at it, uh, and it's really long, uh, and, and we're not going to break it down, but there's one line from it I really want to read to you, because what Athanasius is known for uh, is, is he was like the defender of the Trinity, uh, that God is three in one, which is a doctrine that we believe. And we're going to get to doctrines in just a second. This is just a little bit of uh, preface, just so you can see. Um, how the history uh, of all this came to be. This is what it says. Um, let me just find it. Uh, okay. So, where'd it go? As I'm using my computer for the first time to preach, uh, and I'm never going to do it again. Just so you guys know, uh, I thought it would be cool. Um, I thought it would work, but it's not always the greatest. So, uh, okay, here it is. Um, there are, th uh, um, there are, no uh, here it is. Okay, the Father is made of none, neither created nor begotten. The Son is of the Father alone, not made nor created, but begotten. The Holy Ghost is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten, but proceeds forth from the Father and the Son. So there is one Father, not three fathers. There is one Son, not three sons. There is one Holy Ghost, not three Holy Ghosts. And in this Trinity there is none before or after or another. None is greater, none is less than the other, but the whole three persons are co-eternal and co-equal, so that in all things, as aforesaid, the unity in the Trinity and the Trinity in unity is to be worshipped, and therefore uh, that will be saved. Let him uh, think this of the Trinity. Uh, really confusing, I know. Uh, but uh, that's just a little bit of history for you guys uh, about how the church established doctrine. And uh, I, I'm a guy who studies history uh, for a living. Uh, that's what I went to school to do. Uh, 
so I feel really terrible not breaking that down anymore for you guys uh, because uh, I could like talk to you guys for like six or seven hours about the history of this uh, and I really 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 want to uh, but I'm, I'm not going to so if I've confused any of you thus far I'm really sorry come up and tell me hey you confused me and I'll say hey let's sit down and talk because I'm gonna make this really known to you but we're gonna just start breaking down some doctrines of what we believe uh, and why we believe what we believe. How many of you guys have uh, your Bibles and are ready to just start flipping through them a whole bunch? Uh, because I'm going to start shouting out, hey, here's a verse. I need you to look this up, and then I'm going to ask you to read it at one point. Um, but what we're going to do, uh, looking at those creeds, looking at those definitions of this is what it means to be a Christian, this is what we believe as Christians, universally believing. We believe uh, in God, okay? Uh, we believe in one God. There is only one God. Uh, but we believe that he is a triune God. Uh, that he is three persons, but one God. So we believe in the Trinity. We believe that there is one living and true God, eternally existing in three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Equal in power and in glory. Uh, we believe that the Trinity created all and upholds all and governs all things. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. If you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, it says, in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? Uh, we're not going to read all of Genesis chapter 1, but did you guys know that the entire Trinity uh, is represented in Genesis chapter 1? Okay? God does the creating and he speaks forth. John tells us that he speaks forth the Word, and the Word, all things were created, were through the Word, and the Word is Jesus. So God and Jesus are creating forces uh, in creation. And then it says that the Spirit of God hovered over the deeps. We see that the Holy Spirit is there uh, in operation in creation. So all three persons of the Trinity were involved in creation. That's really cool. Some people are going to try and tell you that uh, the Holy Spirit and Jesus are created, but no, they are a part of creation and they were from before beginning. They don't have a beginning. They're eternal, just like God the Father. We're going to break that down in just a few moments. Would someone turn uh, to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, verse 4? Deuteronomy 6, 4? Anyone want to do that? All right, there we go. Thank you, Sarah. Does someone want to turn to Isaiah 44, verse 8? Okay, who said that? Sam. Okay, thank you, Sam. Uh, John, I saw you raise your hand in the back. Uh, you got 48, verse 16 of Isaiah. Anyone got Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 19 and 20? Okay, Dave. Uh, Chris, we're, we're using our hand back here. All right, you want to look up John 10, 30? Now let's uh, get one person to go Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Alex, you got it? Awesome, awesome. So as folks are looking up these verses, um, if you were in church Sunday morning, Pastor Dave broke down uh, the Trinity, and he broke down uh, where we can find it in Scripture. The, these verses we're going to read tonight uh, are really just a recap of what Pastor Dave said on Sunday morning. Uh, but if you have a New King James Version, you'll see uh, that in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, it says this, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are three in one. And Pastor Dave broke down that this was a, a later addition to uh, some of the manuscripts uh, of a scribe trying to uh, help 
um, uh, affirm the belief in the Trinity uh, because there was still discussion of it there in the 11th century. Uh, and so he said, hey, look, it's here. Um, and it's included, but if you have a study Bible or, or any New King James Bible, there's going to be a note next to it that says this is not in uh, the earliest manuscripts that we have. But the Trinity is seen very clearly throughout Scripture. Uh, so who has Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4? Was that you, Sarah? Could you read that real quick? How far do you have to go? Uh, just, just 6, verse 4. Okay, so uh, Israel, uh, it's being declared over them that they serve a God who is one. Uh, he is the one God, and he is one. Who's got Isaiah 44 8? Hmm. Sam, yes. Do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you that from that time and declared it, you are my witnesses? Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other law. Okay, so Isaiah prophesying. Uh, declares there is no other gods but God. No others. Uh, so to those who say that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are other gods, no, they're not. There is only one God. Who's, John, you got 4816? Read it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, from the beginning, God and the Spirit working together from before the beginning. Uh, who's got Matthew 28, uh, verses 19 and 20? Uh, Dave. And Jesus came and spoke to him, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you again. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Okay, so here we have Jesus declaring... Amen. What's that? Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> uh, here we have Jesus declaring Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, my gentleman in the back, you guys got John 10.30? Yeah. Very well. Solid. Read that for me, Curtis. I and the Father are one. Yeah. Solid. So Jesus, speaking in John, we read this just a few weeks ago, uh, Jesus declares to be... Uh, one with the Father. He says, I and the Father are one. He also says in the book of John before, uh, Abraham was, I am, complain, uh, complain, no, uh, stating that he, I don't know where complaining came from. Uh, he was complaining to the people that they did not believe. Uh, no, uh, Jesus declaring, that's the word I was looking for, declaring that he and God, uh, the Father, are one. Who's got Hebrews 1 3? Alex? The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of all things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of heaven. So, Jesus being the same uh, in both uh, essence and likeness as the Father. He is uh, the same God. He is not, uh, as some would say, the firstborn of God, or as some would say, uh, is the active force of God. No, he and the Father are one. Uh, so, when looking at the Trinity, let's break down uh, God the Father. We believe uh, in the person of God the Father, the infinite, eternal, personal spirit, uh, the perfect in holiness, wisdom, power, and love. We believe uh, he concerns himself mercifully in the affairs of men. He hears and answers prayers and saves from sin and death all those who come to him through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you guys some verses to write down because I'm looking at time. 
Uh, and I, we, we spent too much time on history, guys. I'm sorry. Spent too much time writing on the whiteboard. I got a lot more I got to cover in there. So write down these verses. Go do some study on your own. Uh, I think it's a good uh, practice for us to do our own personal Bible study. Would you guys agree? Agree by nodding your head with me. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to write these down, and I want you guys, I'm giving you homework. Go home, read these verses, and see how these verses prove uh, and, and display God the Father uh, in Scripture. First one, Deuteronomy 33, 27. Psalm 90, verse 2. Psalm 102, verse 27. Abbreviations, ladies and gentlemen. Abbreviations. P.S. is Psalm. 102.27. John 3.16. John 4.24. 1 Timothy 1.17. Titus 1.3. Okay. Anyone need me to go over any of those again? Uh, yes, John 4.24. Okay? Awesome. I'm not going to ride as fast as you guys ride. I promise you this. Uh, I could, actually, if you want me to. Okay, okay. We'll do it for the next one. Okay, name off random verses. Should we go? No, okay. Um, okay, okay. Uh, so not only do we believe in God the Father, but we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the person of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. We believe in His virgin birth, His sinless life, His miracles, His teachings, uh, and His substitutionary anointing, or His substitutionary atoning death, uh, His bodily resurrection, His ascension into heaven, and His perpetual intercession for His people, and His personal and visible return on earth. So, first verse is Isaiah... It's going to really be hard turning this. I'm going to write them out for you guys as I say them. Okay. Isaiah 7, 14. We got Micah 5, 2. We got Matthew 1, 23. We got Mark 16, 19. We got Luke 1, 34 through 35. We got John 1, verse 1 and 2. Uh, we got John 8, 58, 11, 25. We got 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 3 and 4. Should have made a printout for you guys. I'm sorry. 1 Timothy 3, 16. We got Hebrews 1, 8, 1, John 1, 2, and Revelation one, eight, boom. Y'all see it up there? It's proper abbreviation of uh, Bible books. What is it really like? What is NPR? 34 to 35, y'all. That's what it looks like. There we go. What does it look like? It looks like We're breaking it down, guys. Breaking it down. Good, 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 good. Good, good, good. All right. Um, look those up. Uh, guys, we believe in the Holy Spirit uh, as a part of the Godhead. Uh, we believe that the Holy Spirit uh, is a person, not a thing. Uh, so when we refer to the Holy Spirit, we don't say, oh, yeah, it was really moving tonight. 
Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. Uh, it is the person of the Holy Spirit, uh, a very living and active uh, person uh, of the Godhead uh, who came forth from the Father and the Son to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Uh, and he regenerates, he sanctifies, and he empowers uh, the believers for the ministry uh, for all those who believe. Um, we believe not only this about the Holy Spirit, but we believe the Holy Spirit uh, dwells in every believer. Um, he believed, or, or we believe, uh, that he functions uh, as a helper, a teacher, and a guide. Uh, and not only do we believe this, but we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit being a distinct and separate experience to justification and regeneration. Uh, we believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit occurs uh, subsequent or simultaneous with uh, conversion. We believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is evidenced in a Christian's life as a dynamic enablement to be bold and to be more effective uh, in witnessing for the gospel. Uh, we believe uh, that the evidences of a Spirit-filled life uh, are operating with the fruits of the Spirit uh, and love, and we believe in the active uh, present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit in the church um, in experiences with the spiritual gifts uh, and uh, with everything uh, that 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14 uh, tells us in reference to those spiritual gifts. A lot of information there. Um, would it help, guys? Uh, like I said, we're being just super candid tonight and we're being uh, really uh, personal and talky uh, tonight. Would it be helpful for you guys uh, next week, if I had a printout of everything I've been reading for you, would that be awesome? Okay, so I'm going to commit to do that. Uh, I'm going to have a printout uh, for you guys next week uh, of everything we've been talking about tonight uh, because I, I realized we were supposed to be done four minutes ago, uh, but we haven't even got to the really good stuff yet. <laughs> I mean, this is great, uh, but there's so much more we want to talk about tonight. Um, so what we're going to do, guys... Uh, is next week, um, I said this was going to be a, a series, and I said we're going to talk about it for a while. Uh, next week, guys, we're going to break down uh, the importance of the church and the importance of God's Word. I'm going to give you a handout on everything we believe about God. Uh, first, if you have questions, uh, which I'm sure you probably do, um, uh, about what we've talked about tonight, please feel free to ask me. Uh, I'd love to, to sit down and talk personally. Uh, with you guys about this um, and the reason why we're kind of going cursory and over a lot of this is because if you've grown up in the church a lot of this uh, you've already heard uh, and you know uh, and if this is the first time you're hearing any of this uh, that's awesome and I want to talk with you more uh, about this so if this is the first time you're hearing that there's a God uh, let's talk about it because I think he's really cool and I think he can affect uh, and impact your life um, with that, next week, guys, we're going to talk about God's Word. We're going to talk about the church. Uh, we're going to talk about what our state is uh, as being humans. And we're going to look at uh, how we uh, can have salvation uh, in Jesus Christ. Anyone got any questions they just want uh, to ask right now in front of everyone for the good of the order? Any questions? You have the opportunity. This is your chance. This is your chance to ask any question. Any questions? No? All right. We're good. We're good. We're going to pray. Uh, you guys can try and decipher all my fancy uh, 
squiggles. Uh, I wrote them all down. Wow. Take a picture, but uh, they're actually angels. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> and with that, and with that, uh, God, we thank you so much, uh, God, that you are not an author of confusion, uh, but God, that you, uh, God, you are perfect. Uh, God, and you uh, are perfect in all your ways. Uh, God, we thank you that you, God, you loved us, uh, God, so much that you sent your son to die for us. Uh, God, we thank you that uh, there were those who have gone before us, uh, God, who have broken down uh, what it means to be a follower of Christ. God, we thank you that you've given us the best outline, and that is your word. Uh, God, I pray that we would each be students of your word. Uh, God, that we would look at what your word has to say. God, we would allow your word to speak to our our, our lives and all that we do. Uh, God, I pray that, um, God, in a world where there uh, is, is a lack of absolute truth, uh, God, that we would we would stand for truth, we would stand for righteousness, God, that we would stand, uh, God, on what it is uh, that is universally believed to the church. We believe uh, that, God, you are one, uh, you are the only God, uh, you are living, uh, and God, we believe in you. Uh, God, may we um, be united in the fact that we believe in the Trinity, uh, the, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, you are three in one, God, and you uh, affect us in our everyday lives. Uh, God, I pray that each and every single one of us, uh, God, would just have a greater understanding of who you are, uh, God, and what your uh, relationship to humanity is. Uh, God, that, that you uh, you created this, uh, God, but we fell uh, in, in our sin. God, you provided a way of escape uh, through your Son, uh, God, and then uh, you sent your Holy Spirit uh, to guide us, to help us, to teach us, to empower us and enable us. Uh, to be witnesses for you. Um, So God, we just thank you so much for your love for us. God, we pray that we would go from this place tonight. God, that we would have uh, just a great time uh, in fellowship, God, and we would go uh, from there. Um, God, just sharing your love with the world around us. So God, we thank you. God, we praise you. In your son's wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 So guys, I will have a handout for you next week. Sorry, I should have done that, Um, but Dan didn't tell me I should. So, Dan, come on, man.